When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. All right, welcome back. This is episode four of What's Up Belly Up. I am your host, Mike Brown. We have a great show today. Um, I got Jared Klim. He he came over uh, kind of when everything originated. He was one of our first. Him, Mark, uh, Zach. I had Brian, Zach and Brian both on already. Uh, last week I had Brian on. He's actually our director of media and broadcasting. He's really helped us get the uh, the Belly Up Podcast Network going. Um, and I, I believe actually uh, those two are related or, or actually uh, Brian's wife is, is Jared's cousin, if that I believe cool. I'm saying that right. So, that so, cool. uh, so needless to say, I got Jared here. Um, he is uh, kind of the half of uh, the Corner Booth pod. He's actually uh, been a big contributor to, to us, uh, writing, podcasting, uh, a little bit of everything, being vocal, just helping out build our brand. Uh, Jared, I appreciate you coming on with me, man. Yeah, Mike, it's great to be on today, man. I'm excited. Absolutely. It's kind of nice. I, I took about a week off. I actually, I had a pod last week kind of scheduled. We did it. Uh, the kind of re- the recording was really uh, kind of subpar, so we really didn't want to re- release it subpar, even though, you know, most of my stuff is subpar because uh, I, I'm no podcast host, but I, I just try to do this for fun. So so it's nice getting you guys on. Uh, like I said, you, uh, you and Mark do a great job with the Corner Booth pod. Uh, so, I mean, with that being said, I mean, uh, just kind of elaborate. What what are you guys doing? What do you what's your guys' uh, kind of focus? I know you do a lot of college football off season stuff. What's your guys' uh, you know your plan? What you guys do weekly in in and out? Well, when I I originally the corner booth was my weekly column to just pick NFL games, but as it started progressing, I thought about you know me. I came on under center a couple months. I think it was in November. Yeah. So, you know what? I'm going to drop a podcast called the Corner Booth, and. I was always looking for a co-host, and I, I had a couple of people I reached out to and never got really definitive answers back. And then <clears throat> Mark had just joined a couple of week, uh, weeks before, and I was like, what do you say in the chat? I liked how his viewpoints were. So I shot him a message, and he was all down for it. So with the help of my uh, podcast mentor, Rattlesnake, who kind of got me uh, <laughs> situated on Skype and how to use it. And then, of course, Brian, who helped me set this whole thing up and set up this uh, – the original format for my podcast. <clears throat> Sorry, I just, I just beat a cold last week. So oh, it's, you're, you're good, man. A voice is in and out. But essentially what we tried to do was we tried to just have a good podcast that have, uh, originally was very football-based. But unlike, 
I'm one of those guys who can only talk about football is my favorite sport, but I can only talk about it for so much and ignore all the great other stuff that's going on in sports right now. So what we try to do is we try to make the corner booth like you're sitting in a corner booth of a bar with your boys. We honestly have been, we drink beer on the podcast. We pop the thing to introduce our six pack. We try to have fun with it because even we have guys that are like our, our boy juice guys from thrive fantasy or if we have a guys from Belly Up come on, like we had Jack O'Hara come on a couple weeks ago. Like we love having fun on the podcast. We want the guys who come on our podcast to enjoy it. Feel like they're sitting at a corner booth of a bar. We're trying to talk sports. Like guys actually talk sports in real life. So yes, Absolutely. there's a little cussing, there's a little yelling and screaming and arguing, but that's how sports is supposed to be talked about. And that's what we try to do is, is separating us from like the regular first takes where they're just yelling at each other about nonsense. <laughs> Absolutely. No, you, you guys got a good thing. Uh, I believe you guys got what I, you're on iTunes, you're on Spotify. Um, tune in. Yeah, I think you got, uh, what other ones? I'm sorry. Uh, tune in. Tune. Okay. So, so you guys are obviously are building your network. You're on our, uh, our podcast network. So you fall under that under Pinecast as well. Um, you guys, uh, you guys really bring in a pretty, pretty good crowd. You're one of our more tenured, uh, podcasts around more, uh, more listen to podcasts and we appreciate that. It's funny. I, I, uh, I set up, I think, uh, originally two weeks ago, I set up a, uh, a pod with Mark and it was just timing. I said, Oh, we'll, we'll meet up at this or set up for this time. And he's like, okay. So I shot him a message said, Hey, you ready for this? He's like, Oh my God, I totally forgot. He's like, dude, I went to a boxing class. And I'm like, are you kidding me, man? <laughs> you went to a That's boxing class. He, um, like sometimes like I'll get a text from him, like, yo, uh, can you send this over? I'm like, Mark, I am actually out of my house right now. See, the only thing is, like, he's in Philly, I'm in Connecticut, so it's kind of an interesting dynamic because, like, we kind of have to communicate over text message constantly to know when we're recording, what's going on, because we both run the Twitter account, so he's reaching out to guests, I'm running the day-to-day, so we have a really good balance, actually. We set it up so I would edit, produce, and facilitate, and he would run the social media account and getting guests and things like that, like, some of the operations, and I'd help with that, of course, but, like... Because my job is a little less demanding than his is. So I can, he's also being the head of social media while I'm just an executive. I really have no title. <laughs> I try to <clears throat> take more of a leadership role because it was originally my podcast that brought him in for. So I kind of take it on upon myself to do as much as I can. So it's a good dynamic we have because I, I have a lot of background in audio editing. I did it. I actually used to do it. I used to get paid for it in college. I used to do people's homework for them. It's just that <laughs> it ends me. So, like, I, I've been doing this for a while, especially through GarageBand. So it works out great for us. And, and the, what people I don't think realize is, is it, it was almost like, like you said, you know, he, he came in um, and you guys just kind of, kind of, you, you like the flow, the dynamics of, the, you know, kind of, we've got a big group chat. There's over 60 members in it. We kind of pitch ideas. Uh, you guys didn't know each other. You guys just oh, kind of, kind of, kind of hit it off, and and, and, and kind of started this little budding romance. You know, the two, the two Philly faithfuls. You know, you say he's in, he's he lives in Philly. You're in Connecticut, but but uh, God, definitely, if you know Jared, you know this guy's a Philly fan. So, yeah, I'm one of those Eagles fans who was actually yelled at an entire section of Jets fans during an Eagles Jets game. No fear. So like, it's kind of <laughs> like what happens with me. It's just my personality. But like, if you ever listen to the podcast, you kind of can hear it. But it was so funny because I actually knew his guy. I actually was pretty tight in the chat with his boy, Josh Gurley, who brought him in. And I just said, okay, this guy's actually got some – I like what this guy's saying. I kind of said, you know what, let me give this guy a shot, see what happens. Like, Because worst case, it doesn't work out. 
you make a switch. It's what happens in this yeah. business. But for me as a guy who has a journalism background, I kind of already knew the whole broadcast setup. And I had a radio show in college, which was kind of the prelude to this thing. And I had seven different co-hosts over four years. So I oh, never dude. found the right balance. So it's, it's so funny that me and Mark have such a good dynamic. For two guys who have to talk to each other every day, who have to co-run a Twitter account, who have to co-run like everything. And we actually have a pretty good dynamic. I think it's because we both are so different personalities-wise. It creates a good balance. Absolutely. The biggest thing with <clears throat> podcasting in general that I've noticed is is it is very hard to be consistent. And you guys are the epitome of being consistent. You guys release your episodes. You guys, I mean, you guys pretty much, I don't think you guys have maybe missed a week. You know, you guys are always consistent, always getting content out there. You're always following, following the script um, that you guys kind of have, whether it's ad lib. I know you got your segments and stuff. Like you said, yeah. Juice has been on a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's got a lot of opportunity, you know, possibly for the NFL this year. Um, Thrive Fantasy, I think you've had them on twice, which uh, yeah. shout out to those guys. We finally got them up on our site. Uh, their link and their banners on our site now, so you can check them out, what they're all about. Um, but the, the thing that, uh, that makes me uh, laugh, uh, transitioning real quick, is, is you talk about being that Philly fan that, that uh, yelled at a bunch of Jets fans. So, so it brings me to, to in my... In Jets Stadium, by the way. Not even <laughs> in, in the link. I have never actually been to the link for a game because I'm so far up here, but I was at the Meadowlands, and I literally turned and screamed at an entire section of Jets fans after an Eric Rowe pick. I literally turned and just belted at him. So, you know, it's funny because uh, because I we just put that poll up, you know, biggest tool of a fan base. And we had, uh, you know, obviously Boston, we had Philly, a couple other uh, couple other cities on there. And, oh, yeah. you know, I thought I thought Philly would have been up there. Granted, they, they were number two, but they were they were uh, kind of down there on the voting. Uh, obviously, Boston prevailed, which uh, met <laughs> a lot of people from Boston over my time in uh you know, no. I don't need to. I don't need to go into too much of a uh, of a tangent there on that. But yeah. but I figured Philly would have had more of a of a representation. That's why I gave you guys a little shout out in the article. You know. Well, so it's so funny because Philly, our fan base, and I'm only really Philadelphia for football. My teams are all over the place, but I always resonate with Philadelphia fans. I do like the Sixers a little bit. I don't mind the Phillies, but like I hate the Flyers. But because I'm, I'm I'm a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. But the thing is, like for me. I look at it from the sense of Philly fans, you expect us to be rude. You expect us to be mean. But we're rude and mean to everybody. But we don't expect more out of our teams than what they give us. We won the the Super Bowl last year. It was just overall celebration. We weren't really going after anybody except Boston. We didn't care about any Dallas. We didn't care about New York. We didn't care about any teams from Cali. It was all about the fact that we just took off Brady's head and we got a title. Absolutely. that's why Boston gets a bad rap, and that's why they're higher up because they're just they, they look down on other sports teams, and that's why they get such a bad rap because everyone's like so sick of them. Yeah, and I, I think that has a lot to do with. And I wrote an article, obviously uh, published today, and and that's what I said. You know, I, I didn't want to uh, essentially call out an entire fan base because I, I know what that can do. Which honestly, to tell you the truth, I could care less. Right. But but needless to say, you know, it, it wasn't because. Oh, you know, you know, Boston is winning the fans, you know, blah, blah. Like, yeah, they, they've got a great thing. People are tired of seeing it. it. It's, it's nobody's fault. You know, you get to see the over thing, but it's, it's talking to the actual fans and, and actually going through a dialogue, just a conversation with them. And, you know, I mean, granted, they've been so successful since 2010, you know, the entire yeah. organization is Boston. So they're in the spotlight all the time and it seems like they just keep growing. So I'm just waiting for that that bandwagon to, to to clear, and then you know, 
and then, yeah, you'll get your real Boston fans that have really been there, really, uh, you know, been there through thick and thin. But, you know, that's what drives me nuts. I, I can't, you know, to me, I can I can openly say this because I'm a Detroit fan. Outside of the, the Red Wings and, and the Tigers, even though the Tigers didn't win a World Series, you know, I've felt a little bit, in, well, I guess in the Pistons too. But outside of that, I mean, I'm a huge Lions fan. Really, every year, I just hope we go 500. You know, I mean, I'd love to have a winning record. You know, there's always hope. First yeah. few games of the season, you're like, oh, yeah, we're sitting pretty. I watch three games, and I never want to watch them again for the rest of the season. It's just how it is. So so that's why this this whole poll kind of took a took on uh, an entity of its own, essentially. And and we had a lot of fun with it. And, and I know people are, you know, getting all hurt and blah, blah, but it, it's all in fun. You know, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. I heard Boston's a great city, never been there. Uh, Philly, the same thing. Heard that, you know, great city. There's a, there's a lot to do. Never been to either of them. But it, it's just fun in general. And uh, really, I, I figured it would definitely come down to Philly and Boston. So so that's why I was surprised, you know, Philly didn't make a bigger push. Well, I think also because everyone's like, kind of like, oh, Philly's just Philly. Like, they're there. But, like, like it, that's what I said. Like, it's just because of Boston's recent success that swayed that poll so hard. Absolutely. If the Patriots didn't win that Super Bowl, I guarantee Philly would have won that poll. It's kind of like the whole Alabama story, same thing. You know, they're they're so successful, and, you know, everybody wants Alabama to lose. But then, you know, you've got Alabama-Clemson the past couple of years, so everyone's sick of Clemson. So it's like, you know, pick the lesser of two Eagles, you know. Uh, it's just, I mean, nothing against the organizations. They're clearly, they know exactly what they're doing. They're recruiting. They're getting the five stars. They're getting the, the top, some of the top recruiting classes in the nations. You know, they're continuously doing things over and over to be successful. Uh, college is a little different. There's no salary cap like football and, or I mean, uh, NFL as well as, you know, any other major sport. That's why I think in, as far as professional Boston's time uh, of reigning, I think is slowly coming to an end, obviously with Brady also with the Boston Red Sox. I know they got some, some young stars still, but I mean, uh, Dave Dombrowski is essentially just going to, uh, you know, put them in a hole that in, you know, a couple of years, they're not gonna be able to get out of it and they're going to be a farm club. That's what I love about sports. It's so cyclical. College football isn't the most cyclical. It's oh, about, yeah, absolutely. It's eight to ten-year windows where teams are just garbage. Look at my Miami Hurricanes. They were trash for the last 15 years or finally relevant for the last three. Uh, Alabama is so funny to me because, like, even this offseason, I fall, of course, you know, me and Mark are very into recruiting and all that other stuff, so we watch. And they're not getting as many athletes as they used to, and they have, like, Miami's stealing away a guy here. Old Miss is jacking a guy there. LSU's grabbing a guy. Penn State's grabbing a guy. So that's what's so beautiful about, like, especially college football. is like it's so cyclical. College basketball is not. College basketball is the same 10 teams every year. Occasionally one guy, one miracle team gets in. But yeah, <clears throat> college football is very cyclical. Yes, it's the same 20, 30 teams, but they're all in rotations. So I, I like it. I, I think it's the most um, – it's probably the most parody of any sport, maybe besides the NFL, but that's oh, about yeah. it. Absolutely. So, so with uh, real quick about Miami, that's your team. Uh, obviously, I'm a Buckeye fan. So the whole Tate Martell situation, um, you know, with Fields coming to Ohio State, uh, being granted eligibility, and all these other guys going, I don't believe it, it, Tate hasn't been granted his eligibility, yet, has he? He is still under like it's still under like consideration because it's the only reason is because. Uh, What's his uh, Urban Meyer retired? Yeah, Urban Meyer never retired. This isn't even a question. Martell's sitting there for another year on the Miami bench, but I think as Martell's pushing so hard for it, Manny Diaz is like, hell, I'll take three guys playing out for the position. Hell, let's do it. 
but because he wants to put the best team out there to bring a title back to bring a title number six back to Miami. So to that point, I love Martel. I think he's going to be great. I think I, I, he's a little rusty, but the dude's got a bazooka and he can run. Oh, so. yeah. He's a little guy, too. <clears throat> hey, listen, being 5'11 myself, I have no problem with little guys. <laughs> no, that that's what I kind of figured. I mean, as far as, I mean, their their quarterback situation there, I know this past year they kind of went back and forth. Uh, I know for a while you were kind of siding one way or the other. You know, I um, was completely the entire year siding with one way. Malik Rozier is a garbage quarterback and should be put down out of football. Oh my God! When he came into that game against Wisconsin, I wanted to slap Mark Richt. I was so happy when he like resigned. Like, if you ask Mark, my reaction, I, I was screaming into the microphone when Rick quit. I was so happy because so, so, that game put me over the edge. So, so speaking of uh, getting fired up, how about a, a quick sneak peek tonight? Uh, you guys just recorded your guys's uh, shoot. I don't know what you guys are on season two or episode. I don't know what so you guys are on. You got so many. So, so you got you said you said uh, your boy Mark got a little fired up tonight, huh? Well, both of us actually got fired up in like, but usually it like it's me who always blows up about something stupid just because you know I'm I'm always, I'm always about to start off a fire. But and Mark, you know, he's no problem tossing a little gasoline on it just to oh, see yeah. how loud he can get me. Mark got very ticked off about Trevor Lawrence decking a good dude during a park and rec game that I don't know if you saw on bar stool or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, got so heated. I was like, uh, dude, I'm like, because I'm one of those guys who, if a guy sets a screen on me, I will literally try to put him in the ground. Oh, yeah, playing on me. I'm an ex-football player. Basketball is my third sport. So, to me, I try to be as physical as possible because I know I'm one of the strongest guys on the court. I will try to run through you. I understand why Trevor Lawrence did it, and I understand Mark's point about being an ego trip and him just being embarrassed that he gets shown up by this kid. But he got so mad about it. And then I got fired up. Because in our last call, which is kind of our little joke we have about bringing in the smooth jazz, and when you guys see when we drop our corner booth merchandise, that'll be on the back of the T-shirts. But we talked about Kyrie Irving today and how while I was watching my talk, there's only one sport I root for North Carolina in, and that's basketball because I've been a Tar Heels basketball fan since I was like two for because of like Deshaun May, Rashawn McCants. Oh, Sean May, man. Though that was like the team, I, that was my first college basketball team ever to watch. So I was hooked instantly. Miami came later because I really never had a team growing up because I'm in Connecticut, so UConn's garbage. So <clears throat> I uh, I kind of picked them later, but I was watching the game last night and I kept seeing this thing for Sports Center, Kyrie Irving doing this interview, and go check out. I, I hate shouting out the big guys, but Colin Cowherd, our my idol, talked about it perfectly. He literally like ripped Kyrie for being a sensitive little baby and being up there with Kevin Durant and oh, I heard that all Rogers because. I got on my case because what they Kyrie is doing is that's got to destroy that locker room. Well, and he's the one. Yeah, he's the one that says the media destroys the locker room. But he's the one who's throwing gasoline in the fire. Oh yeah, absolutely. And he's got such an ego. He's turning into LeBron, and the, and I can't stand LeBron. You guys, you guys, guys, any of you guys have listened to the show, you know I can't stand LeBron. I hated oh, what yeah. he done to the NBA. I loved the NBA back when there was two stars per team: Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, Tracy McGrady, and Kobe were running things. Dudes were talking crap about each other's wives and hitting each other. Like, the mouse in the palace was awesome. Like, I miss those days. Back when the NBA had something like, you know, had some had some guts, had some balls. But, like, now everyone's in this AU mentality. Quote Damian Lillard. Check that out, too. Like, he – Oh, yeah. So that's why I'm so happy about these stars like Mitchell 
and Lillard and Towns who aren't about like going and playing buddy buddy crap. I yeah, my, they're staying with the small teams or the, the lower the smaller market teams. I'm telling you, Carl Anthony Towns is like has Kevin Garnett in his ear all the time, so like you know he wouldn't leave. But the thing is for me, like I just can't stand like Kyrie Irving drives me crazy. I used to love him, but now like he's this season he's just I've lost all respect for him. Yeah. So like, that's why I got heated because I, I I go on rants about the NBA stupidity all the time, and I literally will go crazy about everything. And that's the one sport besides maybe football when the Eagles and it revolves anything about the Eagles losing, I will explode. And so Mark now knows that and will always try to chuck a little gas on the fire. The funny thing with Mark is, is like you said, you as a personality, it's almost like you guys, uh, you you definitely you. You feed off of each other, but you guys keep each other in check because because Mark's very low key, laid back, and you're just the one that's like you know just let it have it. So that's why it's funny when you were telling me about Mark getting all fired up. I can see that side of him, but but just uh, I could see him being the one kind of instigating it. And then as far as this episode, I'm, I'm interested to see it because I can almost see you being the one kind of poking the bear. Well, I was just joking around because, like, honestly, I, I'm, I'm one of those guys who is physical during rec basketball. I feel like Mark was got pushed a couple times too many when he was younger. So <laughs> Maybe he, he got bullied. He hit a sour spot with him or something. Oh, shit. So he's all ticked off about it. I get the ego trip party hates, which I understand that part because Trevor Lawrence, is, he doesn't like Trevor Lawrence. I figured that out quickly. <laughs> so I, I kind of got that gist. But, yeah, no, it's so funny. We, we got that dynamic and, you know, if you even ask Brian Lynch, I am one of those. I even at family events, I am loud, I am here, and I am proud. I don't care. Like I just, <laughs> I live my life how I want to live my life. So like that's kind of like the way I bring it to the podcast because it's like that's genuine. I don't want to be like a robot. So like that's the tr- what we try to bring at the corner booth is that's when we try to like have guys enjoy the topic we're talking about. One of our biggest things is when I said Ert Gronk wasn't a top three tight end anymore, and I got holy hellfire for it. But I literally was on middle. I literally was on Twitter, but essentially sticking up middle fingers figuratively because I'm like, "Bring it! Like, let me know what you want to think." Ertz and Kelsey and Kittle are better. Shut up! Like, I, I was like bringing on the fire because I I want guys to hear this this the opinion that's not against the grand because that yeah it's not the popular opinion that's what's good. Well, that's the thing I like to do is like I like I have my own I don't really conform. I try not to conform to something. If I see – if it smells a little funky but everyone's rolling, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go and like kind of dig this up a little bit and see what I can find. Because I'd, <laughs> rather, I'd rather have the opinion that stands out if I'm right than be against the grain. Oh, I guess I was wrong. So that's the way I look at it. Absolutely. I mean, our, isn't our motto, people stand out? So like I kind of try to take that to the next level a little bit, maybe over the top sometimes. Well done. Well done. All right. Got uh, about two more two more questions here. Uh, biggest thing right now, obviously with AAF, uh, that rolling, you know, we've seen, what are we week three now? Week yeah, four, we're it. yeah. So, so we're in that, we, we've got a, a little taste, uh, obviously the first week, uh, you know, obviously majority of the teams were, were rusty. You see sure. that, but, but really you're starting to already through week two, you're seeing the teams that are really going to start rolling people, the teams that are already kind of rolling people. Um, what are your thoughts on, on the league and, and maybe possibly the future of the league? I am so for it. If I could invest in this thing, I would. Because <laughs> I love One, I love the fact that I can watch football post-Super Bowl. Because that's Absolutely. Super, such a bad taste in my mouth. There was a running joke for a while that the Eagles were still champions because the Patriots played such a crap game. <laughs> but 
Like, that was the thing I was passing around on Twitter, on Facebook, because I'm like, you know, I'm going to troll some Patriots fans right now. But, like, it, like, it's fun. And I hate the people, like, on Barstool and all these other places. I'm calling out uh, whatever her name is, Ortiz. She drives me crazy. Or Martinez, whatever the girl who's on the rundown is. She's oh, yeah. ripping it because, like, oh, they couldn't pay their payroll. I'm like, it's a new league. I guarantee the NFL struggled with payroll in the 30s when they couldn't oh, yeah. start. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. So, like. This is a good thing because it's giving these guys who have NFL talent but maybe got a raw deal with a bad coach or maybe, you know, put in a bad system, <clears throat> Trent Richardson. Um, or, like, guys like my boy Greg Ward or who's in, or uh, Devontae Dansby, both former Eagles, who just were on good teams at deep, at deep positions, they're getting a second chance out here. And it's great. Zach Stacy, who was, like, cut from a two teams, is the leading rusher in the AAF right now. And it works, and it's a good thing. It's like the G League in basketball or minor league. It's something – it's not trying to be the XFL or the USFL. It's trying to be a minor league squad for guys who maybe didn't get a good chance or maybe aren't good enough right away to get a shot. So maybe some of my friends from Southern Connecticut at D2 school might get in, and they might get a shot to play in the NFL because they – Got an AAF thing, and they were able to play on live TV. I love it. Which, yeah, that's that's what I think is great. And and you know we've we've seen the uh, you know essentially what we're I don't know if they're affiliating themselves now with with NFL teams. You know Pittsburgh Steelers kind of affiliated with. I'm sure all these teams. I'm sure it's all been set up that it is almost like the you know the minor league hockey, minor league baseball. That yeah. essentially it'll it'll flow into that. Teams will have have rights to team or to the minor league teams uh, per se, you know, so I, I, again, yeah, I love the, even the think about it, so it's a mid season call up, like, like look at Philadelphia when they got smoked by new Orleans because they had no quarterbacks. All of them were injured in the same game. Like, I mean, it's the same game, but like, let's say going into the weekend, it's past free agency. You call two guys from, let's say Memphis is their Memphis or San Antonio is their affiliate. Call like, call Hickers, like, listen, we need to call these two guys up right now. How game yep. are they? That is beautiful. I love that. Especially with a with a with a game like you, you know you know obviously baseball people the players will go on a DL they can they can go on the DL for I mean feels like for forever you know oh, yeah. so in a in a nine month season too yeah and, and the nice thing or I mean the thing is with you know football yeah you people get banged up all the time you you don't know what's going on in those locker rooms. I mean, baseball, I, I'm not saying I can't vouch one way or another, but if someone tweaks something, you know, you know, obviously a pitcher, that's a little different, you know, but an outfielder or, or somebody that's going to get on your base, uh, your base pass and, and steal bases, you know, to send them up and down or, or DL for a few days, you know, football is a totally different game. They're playing one game a week. These dudes are, you know, obviously we talk about CTE. That, that's huge in, oh, yeah. in the public eye. You know, these guys are just laying it out there, you know, so who knows what actually goes on on the – in the, uh, you know, locker room. So this could essentially too, uh, maybe I don't want to say that they're going to, you know, put these people in their, in their places for like certain situations, but you know, this could help out with the lifetime of, of, you know, a career of a football player. You know, if they are, you know, we hear about Gurley today, they released, they released it that obviously there was something wrong with him for the Super Bowl and the playoffs, you know, and they didn't really say how bad it was, but you know, they say his knee was a lot worse than it was. They never put him on the injury report. You know, these are these are ways that they can alleviate a lot of that during the season. Say, hey, you know, we don't want you going out there. You know, you're kind of banged up. I know you're you're a trooper. You want to play through it, but hey, we got somebody we can call up, put you in your place, give them opportunity, yeah. or put in your place, get opportunity. You know, granted, from from a fantasy standpoint, that's not ideal. 
but you think uh, human beings is, is what we're dealing with, you know, you know, it, it gives you that opportunity. Which is what I think is the best part about this. And this is why I hate the critics. Cause I'm like, why are you complaining? It's not, it's like, it's not like it's that, that, like that football league that came around for five minutes, like in 2011, I didn't remember the name of it, but <laughs> I remember the Hartford colonials were a thing. So like, I don't even remember, but like, I appreciate what it is because yes, it is a savior. And I mean, you talk about baseball. The difference between baseball and football is like you, you ever notice in the playoffs, you never see a position player go out with an injury. I have never oh, yeah. seen it because these guys they milk injuries in the regular season. There's 162 games; they don't care as long as their team's not out of the playoff race. They don't give a crap. Yeah, it's a lot harder to, to swing a season in baseball than it is in football. Exactly, like one injury could end the team season. So there you go. But all right, man. Good with that. Uh, but uh, to, to to finally to wrap things up, I don't know if you you've probably listened to some of the other shows. You know, uh, I'm gonna hit you with with the question. You know, last week uh, I, I gave Brian a little different question that he's because he was the one that came up with my my ending question for all you guys. You know, so yeah. so he thinks he, he's gonna get this question. He's gonna nail it. So I so I hit him with if you were uh, gonna release your first rap album, you know, what would uh, what would your uh, title be? And he was like, oh man, I was just waiting for, you know, the one question, blah, blah. So he, I think he said like fat white bald dude or something like that. I said, well, there's a lot of people that can- I was gonna to be that, like, Bobo so. Baggins 2.0 for him, but- <laughs> <laughs> So so obviously, so- if, if you listen, obviously, you know, I'm gonna hit you with, you know, ending the show here. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate you, you coming on, but uh, yeah. with that being said, what is your favorite uh, Disney princess? Oof. Uh crap. <laughs> this is the win- it went from rap album to Disney Princess. Oh, I you know, Brian's the one that came up with this and he thought I was gonna give him this question, so I had to change it up on him. <sighs> That's rough. All right. Um I gotta hit Brian for this now. Uh <sighs> trying to think, you know, like my I stopped hitting Disney movies when I was like seven, so I really. I was just gonna say, you know, honestly, to tell you the truth, everybody's actually had one, but I figured there'd be a lot of people tap out because, you know, unless you got kids or nieces or, you know, you're really yeah, out of that game. Twenty-three, so I'm young enough where like I watched those as a kid. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think, one of the youngest guys here. So like, I, oh, I yeah. Me and Mark are both twenty-three. We're both really young compared to like all you old farts. But I mean, oh yeah. Uh Jesus Christ. Um. Uh, I'm trying to think right now, because like my favorite Disney movie is The Lion King, but like there's no princess in that shit. So like, no, oh, I mean I get, I guess you could kind of say that. I'll not split hairs with you on that one. Um, whew. I guess. Um, fuck. You're fine, man. I'm just happy it finally took me to. Unless you want to give me a rap, I I, I can do the rap album thing or something else. But like, I'm like, I'm lost here. All right, then hit me with your your debut rap album. What what would your title be? What would your title Uh, your cover your your audio? I mean, Jesus, Pete, your your first release album be? The world through my screwy eyes. The world through my screwy eyes. Jesus. All right, that's good. All right, man, Jared, I appreciate you coming on with me. Uh, this is obviously episode four. We'll be knocking them out throughout the week, getting you guys some more content. So tune into these guys on the corner booth. They'll be release. They'll be releasing their new episode they just recorded tonight. What, when do you guys release? Probably tomorrow morning. So tomorrow before, morning. So. We drop uh, unless like I have to like cause I'm a mover, so like my schedule's all over the place. But like unless I have to work the next day, usually it's up the next morning at like nine a.m. So I'll roll out of bed, grab my computer, unload it before I even go downstairs. Oh, 
<laughs> I am like I like I used to do this crap like between classes to get paid. So like I'm there used you to go. the schedule. No problem. But man, Jared, I, I appreciate it again. Thanks for coming on with me. Always a pleasure. Uh, I'm, right, I'm happy we're at 30 minutes. I know I know Brian said this was gonna be a two uh two episode segment. He said you'd never stop talking, so you know what? It's so funny because he always tries to rev me up every time we hang out. So, <laughs> all right, man. Well, I appreciate it and looking forward to the to the rest of the content. You, or I mean, content you guys create for us. All right, but looking Thanks, forward man. to producing more. <laughs> Later. Later. Keep on calling, 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 keep on calling.